Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 52 of the QRP. If you haven't been here before, on the left side of your screen, that's me. Hi, I'm Deck. On the right side of the screen over there, that's Tim. Hi, I'm Tim. <laughs> Hi, he's Tim. And we make up the Quick Resume podcast. So um, if you haven't been here before, we generally talk about Xbox type and news, but we also talk about general gaming news. And boy, has there been quite a spread, quite a spread, quite a wide spread of news this week, Tim. Um, but you've been quite busy, haven't you? You've been a busy boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a relatively busy boy. Um I mean, with just normal work stuff during the week, yeah, sure. Um, and then, yeah, this weekend um, has been a little bit hectic with just some family stuff going on and everything. Um, and then, what day are we on? We're on Sunday, aren't we? We're doing. This we Sunday. are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had my um, cricket T Twenty Cup final today, so we played like the whole tournament, like last season. Uh, we got all the way to the final. Uh, and then it got rained off, so it's it's been rescheduled for like now, um, and uh, yeah, so obviously we did that today. Um, did you say it was the Oval? Of... No, we were supposed to play it at Hove, Hove Cricket Hove. Stadium, um, but then yeah, it got rained off, so we ended up doing it at Lansing College instead. Oh, uh, okay. Um, which is was a really nice place. Like it's like a soup. Like I mean, that sounds genuinely. Nice. <laughs> If you Google it, like right now, that college literally just looks like Hogwarts. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like it's the craziest thing. Is it like um, a private school? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so it's like super, super lush, super nice. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a really nice pitch. It was a really good day out. Um, but then obviously I came straight back, um, and yeah, just had some family over, and now it's now. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty darn tired. You know, it's getting towards <laughs> the end of the day, and and that, and now we're doing QR, but. You know, QR is so, nice and chill. So every, everyone appreciates you being here. I'm, you know, I'm sure. Um, otherwise, it would just be me speaking into a microphone for an hour and a half, and that would be pretty dire. Um, oh, yeah. So I wouldn't watch. Yeah, no, I wouldn't listen back either. I would just, I'd, actually, I'd probably just delete it immediately. But the point, mm-hmm. you know, have you been plugged into much of what's happened this week? Because there's, mm-hmm. it has been a widespread. No, I've been very disconnected this week, so this will be hitting well, my ears. Yeah, this will be hitting my ears <laughs> for the first time. Um, you'll get my raw reactions. So, yeah. Good. Okay, great. Well, I guess we should probably, you know, um, before we sort of get into the honourable mentions, I do have a couple of like items I want us to generally discuss. Um, just because I know we've both been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's probably worth a, a brief conversation before we get to that. I just wanted to give a very quick shout out to... Like, cause I've been the games I've been playing this week have pretty much been I've been playing Halo Infinite a little bit to get that weekly ultimate visor, which that's knocked off now. I've been playing mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I've also been playing Tabs, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Tabs, and that's totally accurate battle simulator. Oh which, yeah, yeah. 
it's very accurate. Um, <laughs> but I, it's just one of those games that's like, it's always looked like fun and it's on Games Pass. And I was like, I just kind of want to play something while I listen to some podcasts and whatever. Um, and it was perfect for that. And I've like been playing that for like quite a bit this week. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's like, it's literally like there's a line down the middle of a map. There's like people on the other side and you just pop your boys down. And it's like, an, it has like Age of Mythology kind of vibes to it in that you start for the first batch of levels, you're like farmers. And then for the second batch, you're like, you know, it's like medieval. Um, yeah. And you like move through the, kind of through the thing. Sort and... of evolve, right? Yeah. Essentially. But yeah. And it's like dumb, like physics based stuff. So like people go flying, people like spin across the floor, like getting battered yeah. by like a meat club, you know, just stupid shit like that. And you can like possess them as well. And like just like I like control one of your units sort of thing. But anyway, I just wanted to give that a quick shout out because that's been really fun for me this week. If you've been on the fence, definitely give it a go. Um Yeah. I mean if there's a it... uh there's a BR version of that game, isn't there? Totally accurate battle royale. Oh, is there? Yeah, which I've been really waiting like to come to Games Pass because How I heard it's work? just like it's literally just you just drop in with like I think it's only one other mate, so you duo queue. Um, yeah, you just drop in and it's, it's BR, you know, closing ring, you fight it out, it's wacky weapons and abilities and items and stuff, and it's just like, it's just pure chaos. You know, it's just like no rules and it's last man standing sort of thing. Oh, um, right. I, I've watched some YouTubers play and stuff and it is hilarious. It looks so good. Oh, um, right. But yeah, it hasn't come to Games Pass yet, but that is definitely right up our alley. Um, yeah, it's a proper BR. Like you pick up guns, you find attachments, you find perks, you find spells, all that, and you just kick yourself out, and then you just oh weird, yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah no, that looks. I'm just yeah, having a look at a couple of screenshots now, but yeah, it looks it looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's, yeah, wacky. yeah. Like the physics is like they've totally got it down. It's just like the dumbest shit. Like I had a mammoth fly like two miles in the air like off the screen at one point. I was like, why? <laughs> it reminded me of like in Skyrim, you know, when the giants used to whack the mammoths and they or you, oh, whatever, and yeah, you go like you, miles yeah. into the sky. <laughs> yeah, that uh, yeah. was always hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. Um So there's that. And then there's Guardian to the Galaxy, which I've been like exclusively playing for like the last two days. Um, because I've had uh, the stars have aligned which have given me f- plenty of free time um and i thought i'd just boot it up um because i had a bit of free time mm. and i was like you know you said last episode that you were quite impressed um i we obviously we've all wouldn't know like if you follow the news that like you know generally undersold underperformed critically was like reviewed quite well and everybody's been quite excited mm. for it to come to games pass um and i played the opening chapter and i was like oh I think the words I said to you was like, <laughs> this dialogue yeah, is oh. god tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just put like, holy shit. Uh, what an opening. This dialogue. Yeah, this dialogue is god tier. And then I was yeah. literally just like, what are, you, what are you talking? I was like, you didn't even say the game. I was like, what are you playing? I was like, I, I didn't even know important. what you're playing. And you were like, oh, god, is he going to see? I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes a bit more sense. But yeah, it's yeah. good, isn't it? It was just it was just such a good opening, and like the rest of the game hasn't slowed down either. Um, and I'm th- I think I'm coming into like the final act. Um, yeah, it, it's been like it's been like like actually like really good, like actually like really, it's a, really good. It's a, like it's nine a out of ten game, good, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a solid game. It's a really I, solid game, which I just was not expecting. Like I I know a lot of the the, the criticisms that were levied against it at launch were like some of it was technical. 
and some of it was like oh gameplay is not that strong but i i don't feel that way about the gameplay i don't know i i I find that sometimes games that have like basic gameplay as long as it feels kinetic and generally like works and Mm -hmm. the experience doesn't drag on too long and there's a little bit of progression like that generally is enough for me and i don't need much more than that like if this was going to be a 40 hour game well like yeah but like I'm, i'm coming up to like probably 10 hours 12 hours played now and like i said i'm coming to the final act and there's stuff to unlock or whatever um Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it it works well i remember people saying the same thing about hellblade which i was when i finished the game and i looked online i was like oh i didn't think people would have a problem with that i thought it was like good i thought it was pretty good it wasn't like hyper complex but it didn't need to be hyper complex i think it would have taken away from the game um so yeah and i haven't really had many bugs i've had like there's like a couple of things which have annoyed me throughout the game uh the main one being like dialogue overlap like it's just just so irritating um and i feel like because it's so 50 50 like it doesn't always happen and sometimes the game handles it really well like it'll wait for someone to stop speaking and then the next dialogue will kick in but because it's such a coin toss i'm like always on edge like i don't know if i should wait to like trigger the next thing for like this dialogue to because it's so good like i don't want to miss it do you know what i mean yeah. so that, that's been like my biggest thing that's like bringing it down um but this is yeah like I said, this is like a, a nine out of ten game for me so far i don't really feel like the game could fuck this up in the last act like it's it's yeah. really been really fantastic i've been really surprised yeah well i'm i'm, I'm glad that we have uh the same sort of opinion on it because i think we both went in thinking you know seven eight out of ten game you know undersold just like that and i think yeah it seems to have impressed us both equally um i I would agree with the whole dialogue thing i've definitely had bits of dialogue like cut off um like quite substantially even if it's just like you're just talking and then you enter like a fight or something like that and then you know that discussion stopped because an, an enemy appeared or something like that um and and generally like i said like a game like that, and I've seen games in the past when they try and be funny and have dialogue like that, it comes off quite like cringy sometimes. It can be re-hit yeah. and miss, but I, th- I feel like for the most part, the game lands it pretty well. Um, it does. Uh, which is which is great. You know? I've, and, and, I've and laughed out loud many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so have I, yeah. And, and especially when, you know, they have to, you know, sort of go up against what the big screen and the the, the, the MCU movies uh, did first, you know, it's, it's hard to sort of follow that and, and yeah. not seem like you're just copying or doing it worse, you know, but, yeah. you know, they did it pretty, pretty well. So I th- I th- that's what makes it like all the more impressive, to be honest. It's like they managed to do this without making it feel like a copycat um, and, and yeah. not making it feel uncanny either in the same way that Avengers did, you know, like they, they are the same characters, but they're like different versions um yeah and you know the, the, the general themes and vibes are still there for those same characters but everyone is like a, has a little bit of an extra layer um or a different mm-hmm. layer you know um but yeah overall like whoever is voicing rocket is is just doing a, a fantastic such job. a good job like, i can't yeah. believe it um but and everyone like is doing amazing like drax just generally the writing across the board is incredible and the screenwriting as well like and the mocap like i'm just blown away like to be honest like everything is not like static like say your line move to the next person it's very like interactive a lot of the dynamic a lot of the uh like screenwriting is very 
Um, it feels weird to be calling it screenwriting when it's for a game, but you know what I mean? Like people are direct, uh, the mm. characters are like directed. It's clearly been storyboarded very, very well in that someone will do yeah. something on screen and the team reacts to it um, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, and that's frequent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, that's um, that's kind of our, my take on it so far. Uh, maybe I'll revisit it next week when it's kind of polished off and finished. But like I said, if you haven't given this a go, um, like I said, it's on Games Pass. It'll probably be there for another couple of months. But uh, please do, even if you, yeah. if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy and scared it won't live up, don't be. It does. <laughs> um, yeah. If you don't yeah. care about Marvel and you don't care about Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, still give it a go because it's it's. And if you, you don't need to like marvel to like this game yeah and i was gonna say most importantly if you played avengers and felt like you got stung and hurt this is not that <laughs> this is very different this is a single player experience it's not it's not trying to squeeze your wallet it's not going for any of that sort of stuff it's literally yeah. just you, you start you, you you do your job you know you play yeah. as the guardians of the galaxy um yeah and yeah it's great fun it definitely gets the qrp stamp of approval which it's is hard to guess it gets the big thumbs up. One other thing that I've taken away from it is that, man, like more games just need to be like less afraid to use licensed music. Um, mm. <laughs> like the whole, the whole team up mechanic. Amazing. Like when that, when that, cause they have like their own, I think it's like their own soundtrack. Um, you know, when it's like you're pump when they're like speaking and you're pumping them up, it they like play their own yeah. guitar riff and you're like, let's go. And then you kick into the game and it like boots in like an 80s, like like power ballad song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like relax, come on, like after. So I was like, Let, let's go. Uh, yeah. I am Star Lord. Anyway, yeah, it was, um, it was rad. Um, I think that the soundtrack, that. yeah, the soundtrack and the music in that game is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so good awesome okay so as some other quick bits um i I guess these are sort of honorable mentions so so we'll consider this the honorable mention um part of the show um was that overwatch 2 the the beta went live this week um so a lot of streamers have been playing that um and pros and and whatever content creators uh there was clearly a lot of interest because twitch numbers hit an all-time record for the game at 1.5 million um you know, not surprising that we have to keep doing this song and dance of like a game's dead. Oh wait, it's hit an all-time record. Oh, it's dead. You know, so yeah. that happened. But I guess more than that, like, have you seen anything about this? Like, I know you've been like wrapped up a bit this weekend, but have you seen any like reactions to Overwatch Two on the web or anything like that? I haven't seen any like community reactions, but like myself, I have watched some like youtubers that i'm subscribed to play the game i've watched gameplay videos and stuff like that um gonna be honest didn't realize it was overwatch 2 like genuinely like for a while (laughs) when they were playing a character that like wasn't new like the new assault character i was actually just like i wasn't sure if it was like a clickbait video or something like that oh it's a joke i'm actually playing overwatch one while we wait yeah i genuinely thought it was overwatch one like and i guess that's not a bad thing but there was a little part of me that was just like, really? Like, I, I like, like <laughs> yeah. e- even the maps, like even the maps are the are the same. Mm. I didn't see like a new map. Like and that, any and that, of the gameplay. Not, that's not entirely correct. Uh, they have night and oh, day, day now. And night cycles. <laughs> <fuck off. laughs> yeah, not um, even cycles, just different variants. <laughs> so it's just like. And it's great. It's Overwatch, like you said, and there's nothing wrong with the Overwatch formula. But then I'm also thinking, it's like seventy pounds. 
It's, it's seven. I think it'll be half. I think the first game was. I, I guess it depends the what first, they do with it. The first game was forty. The first game yeah. was forty. Yeah. So it, it depends what they do. Like nobody knows how they're going to try and like put this on storefronts because the PVE like supposedly is like quite far behind. They might release PVP as a separate thing again. But you're right. Like they oh, might ultimately yeah. wait and put the whole thing together for seventy. In which case. They'll say, "Oh, the PVE is the, what justifies this," but but I'm kind of with you. It does it does take away from the value a bit. The fact that eighty yeah. percent of the content in the PVP is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it's it's literally, yeah. I, it just didn't even look different. It, like I was expecting it to look a bit more polished, a bit clean. Maybe they like change up the palette a bit, or. Um, and, and like characters, I felt like looked the same. Like, I guess Lucio's kind of different, but not really. Like, let's be honest, he's just, <laughs> he's just the same. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, I genuinely, I feel like if you put the two side by side and didn't play one of the new characters, I would really struggle to actually know which one was Overwatch 2. Yeah. I think there's some like UI changes for like the health and stuff like that. You know, I think they've changed that a little bit, but for the most part, yeah, it was just so so similar. But you know, that's mm-hmm. not me ragging on it. You know, I don't want that to to get across as me just ragging on it. But um, yeah, it was just a bit shocking, I guess. Yeah, but it's perfectly valid, isn't it? Like we've all kind of been waiting to see. Like we weren't like they've only spoken about a couple of new maps like a new mode where you like push the, the robot around the map or whatever, like tug of war and yeah. um, like one new hero. They spoke about a couple of reworks as well, but like all of these things amount to like a re- like a moderate to big update. This yeah, is not you a could have just called it. Yeah. You could have just called it overwatch like update 2.0 and just made it an overwatch update. You didn't make it a whole new game, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that's really the thing. I you know, I guess that there is a line somewhere where everyone would probably be like, Okay, that's an acceptable bar of like content for you to sell this as a sequel. Um, but that bar obviously shifts depending on whom you ask, but whatever that bar is, it's definitely not two maps and one new hero and a couple of reworks. We're talking like yeah. five maps, three or four new heroes, you know, um a new you know, obviously new game mode, um oh. and maybe some other stuff there as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch One launched with a roster of like, like fifteen. Uh, I don't maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was something like that. It wasn't tons. Like, I, I think it was like I eleven, maybe ten or eleven. I feel I yeah. get the feeling Anna was like eleven for some reason. But you know, like that game launched with with those sort of numbers and those sort of unique characters, and that launched for forty dollars, so or forty pounds or whatever. So it's like. I feel like this one, you know, we're asking for this one to do half that to justify, and we and we even think that that might be pushing the boat a bit. It's and, weird and it, how gaming's changed. Like that. It is a bit, but it also does like we're making a lot of assumptions. Like we we don't know how they're going to price this. Um, no, you know, after all of this, they might end up going like uh, they might going they might release PvP and PvE as separate clients, like in the same way that or put them together in the same way that like Infinite did, and like yeah. have the PvP as free charge for the pve because then they know they're going to continue to get money and like it will get them a lot of goodwill um and they can just monetize off the pvp like they've continued to do and they'll, and they'll probably have like battle passes this time around you know so they, they're mm. gonna like have additional streams of revenue and content 
Um, so you know, we don't we don't know. Yes, I, I'd I'd be in agreement with you that if they charged full price, that's <laughs> it's not going to sit well. So we'll have, we'll have to yeah. see. And like, I don't know what decisions were made to get them to this place. You know, a lot of people feel that this is like kind of a remnant of Activision. You know, in the in the same way that Bungie and Activision were like just not vibing, and then they split. You know, yeah. uh, Activision getting their hat, getting a bit too greedy with some stuff like, oh, well, you know, the amount of money you're making is like really dropped off. And the only way to get people back in or to get another boast of money is to slap like, a two us, on it. Slap a two on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In, in crayon. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll have to see what it pans out. Um, I, I'm not disappointed that this is just more Overwatch because ultimately that is what you'd want. I guess I was just looking for more. I was just looking for more. <laughs> uh, and we don't know the full details yet. You know, so, so it's, it is hard to say. So I'm just going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt, really. Um, mm-hmm. But beyond content, Tim, the biggest change that people are talking about for Overwatch is the fact that they've shifted to 5v5. Um, and I should remind you as well that there's still roll queue. But I think we that came in after we stopped playing. So... You have to yeah. queue into a particular role. You can't just queue a game and then pick whatever you want anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've got to be honest, I remember playing Overwatch after this came in. I like tried it for a bit. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it because like what you always used to complain about going into like quick play or whatever, and people were just like spamming like Hanzo Genji, like drunk rat, and then we'd have to like pick up the pieces with a tank and a, and a healer. That would be like yeah. 70% of our games. <laughs> um, oh, and absolutely. that was annoying. The flip side, I guess, I guess that obviously doesn't include rank, where people were generally more sensible. Um, the flip side of that is role queue, where you say to someone, "Okay, you can play what you want, but if you're playing, if you want to play a high demand role, you might have to wait a bit." And mm-hmm. I remember, like when I tried, I appreciate this was like well after launch, so this is probably like 2018, 2019, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe twenty twenty. I don't know. The the queue time for DPS was like eight minutes and it's like i'm not i'm not doing that and like the only the only way i could actually play a game was by queuing tank so that meant i couldn't play a game as two-thirds of the cast yeah and i was like i don't understand it's pretty rough yeah so i I, it's it's just that it's controversial it's just i don't know what the solution is you know i mean how does that sound to you i mean do they do they not have like a primary and secondary option i guess that could be quite nice right just to be like oh okay i would like dps but if you can get me into a game quicker as a tank but then that still doesn't solve the issue of then you'll you'll just always be playing tank you're you're never going to be playing that primary role that you like um i don't think there was primary and secondary but okay all right Um, maybe that would help though yeah I think it would help a little, a little bit, but it doesn't solve the core issue that you want to play DPS, right? And you're just you're you won't, it, you know, it will keep throwing you into games as as a tank role and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Um, I guess it just depends, sort of, how many servers they sort of have up and can sort of populate for the amount of players, right? Because if if they can have like a trillion co-current games going on at a moment then you know they can match they can throw trillion different people wanting to queue dps or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's almost like i mean i don't know the, the, 
technical side behind it. Um, but maybe it just comes down to sort of just the, the capacity that they can sort of deal with this as well. For like it would definitely help, wouldn't it? In games. And like, stuff. like maybe if there's yeah. a population resurgence, like it doesn't become a problem again. But, you know, it still begs the question yeah. of like when that starts to drop again and you want to just jump in and have a game or two and not yeah. play as tank, you can't. Um, so uh, it's controversial and I, I don't really know how I feel about it. And I, I've complained now about both sides. So I, I don't know the answer. Um, I do think a priority system would help if they're going to keep this, like even maybe not even a primary and secondary, just all of them. Just prioritize all of them. And then yeah. if they can or maybe configure just a... to like yeah. a specific playlist, like a nice, not necessarily ranked only, but if people want the casual experience of just hopping in and potentially just having pure chaos, just having Genji, Widowmaker, Hanzo, then sure they can. And there's no roll queue, there's no restrictions, just throws you in instantly. And then maybe a separate playlist for that, but then you're just segregating the player base more. But maybe you could put it into a separate playlist for people who want to do that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's something for them to think about because, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to this. And I've seen a lot of disdain from the community from this about this system. Um, and I, I don't know what those reasons are. I haven't been involved enough to know if it's just because of the queue times or for different reasons, but it's something Blizzard will have to undoubtedly look into um, if it continues to be unpopular. I, you know, um, so I'll have to see. Um, and the, the other thing where I was going with all of this, uh, yeah, was that they, they've changed it to 5v5. And what that essentially is, so when you're, ro- when you're roll queuing into games, the expectation is that the team is one tank rather than two, two healers, two DPS. Um, or, yeah. you know, there's some flex in there, but essentially it's, essentially it's one tank rather than two. And that's had mixed reception from what I've been listening to as well. Um, some people feel that it, the, it makes for, like, less team plays or that you have to stick to this tank or you're dead. Or, or like, the yeah. amount of weight that your tank carries in a game now is like like it's it's imperative you know yeah whereas before you could get away with like two hybrid tanks and just like um whereas other people have been like actually it means that we have to play more cohesively as a team even with randos and you know there's like an enhanced ping system now you know like more than it used to be um but i mean how does that strike you kind of on the surface so overwatch used to be 6v6 right yeah that's right it used to be 6v6 okay yeah i've played it in a while so that's my bad um yeah, I mean, it it, it definitely. It, I mean, I, I'm just picturing it right now. It definitely does change the the entire dynamic of the game, um, and it's just a question of. I mean, could, could you not do two two tanks and one healer, or is just one healer just never enough in Overwatch? It's just it's a staple to always have two. Is it? Uh, I don't. You know what? I because I feel know. like if you frontline properly, you just have a single mercy. I don't know if the game lets you though. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, as if you, if like, for example, like if you roll Q tank and then you get into the game, you can only choose from that pool. Yeah. So presumably, two tanks aren't going to get put into the same game. What what I keep hearing is that it's 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 one tank, two healer, two DPS. Um, I don't yeah. know if obviously, yeah, I I don't I don't know how that works because uh, there are there are like some characters which don't strictly fit into those roles and like a more utility yeah. like may there's like not necessarily you know dps, DPS. um so yeah. i don't quite know how that all, all that works and some, someone will have to correct me in the comments um 
but yeah. but yeah so maybe that maybe that's another point of like it actually you know it, it minimizes kind of um like te- like composition creativity yeah creativity yeah i mean immediately i didn't like the fact that you said like oh no you have to have two tanks i'm like well actually <laughs> i'm the player i feel like i can kind of make whatever team comp i want if i'm queuing with five of my friends uh, f- four of my friends um yeah that's kind of i don't know i didn't really like the idea of that but yeah i mean strictly speaking one tank two healers then it definitely does mean that a tank someone like reinhardt is going to be much more in demand over someone like winston now right because winston can die very quickly if he's focused and stuff like that when reinhardt is substantially more tanky you know both through the extra armor he's got on his health bar and his big old rectangle shield which you know can stay up longer depending how well your, your your dps are doing to keep the other team at bay and all that sort of stuff um so yeah immediately i can see like someone like reinhardt just through survivability alone becoming so much better because you're you you only have one tank right Uh, and i think that's yeah i I think that's been the biggest thing of like the hybrids are going to struggle the most here yeah 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 100 percent uh, yeah, I can't imagine Diva or Winston yeah, standing up and being that, that staple tank at all. Um, I feel like you just wouldn't have any front line. You just fold over every time. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, it's kind so, of weird. So, I mean, yeah, watch this space. But, like, generally the vibe I'm getting is, like, good. Like, obviously people are interested with all of those Twitch, Twitch views and people, like, generally feel happy to be playing Overwatch again. And, it's you know, it's hard to say if that's because there is, like, an actual... Um, like content refreshment which doesn't seem to be the case or if it's just because people have taken a long break and coming back to it with like a little bit and thinking oh yeah this actually is like a lot of fun which it is um so yeah watch the space we'll have to wait and see how how it pans out um i am absolutely okay with them just taking their time with overwatch 2 i don't see any reason for them to try and rush this out um yeah i i guess yeah yeah no 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 reason to rush it out so we'll see for the next one i suppose um next general um honorable mention for the week as well is that uh the modern warfare 2 logo was um was revealed this week um they just showed off the logo you know it's official modern warfare 2 is happening yay um and the only reason i popped it here is because like how do you how do you feel about modern warfare modern warfare 2 that was really hard to say i loved modern warfare 2 we Mm. both loved modern warfare 2 back in the day I mm. think I would want to throw my controller at a wall if I played it now. I, um, there was so much wrong with that game. <laughs> I Right. And this is like, I, yes, I played Modern Warfare 2 a lot. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. If you'd given me any COD game uh, at that age, I would have probably enjoyed it. Like, I don't, uh, <laughs> it, like, it was the popular thing, right? That it was like the thing, and COD like have always like it was good for a number of reasons. Like you know, it added another layer onto like what COD had been doing with like the um, more kill streaks. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that was like the big thing, wasn't it, for the multiplayer? It was custom that was, like, the big evolution. Streaks. You could custom choose your kill streaks. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, oh, and they added like um, the like the more customization. Uh, what was it called? Like the um, kill card. Were they called kill cards? Call signs. Uh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? You got like a, like a an icon yeah, yeah, and yeah. then a banner. Um, yeah. So so there was like a bit of um, evolution there. Um, 
but I, I'm the reason why I've plugged it is just because I, I'm frequently surprised by how much praise Modern Warfare 2 gets. And I don't know if that's just because most people who are talking about it now were our age and have like very like rose tinted glasses. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that multiplayer was like, like if I'm thinking about it critically, I don't think it was like blow your brains out incredible. I think it was good. Like, yeah, I think it was, it was good. Yeah. good. It handled well, but by today's standards of like, and I'm not trying to say, oh, we should measure it against today's standards, but even by shooters of its time, like CODs before it, CODs after it, it was like a mess. And like, cause there's this whole argument at the moment about um, games being too fine tuned for balance and that taking fun out of the game um, versus, okay. you know, games being more balanced and um, trying to retain that for competition, but maybe making games too sweaty too often. Um, yeah. And I understand that. I see that, but I don't. And, and there are some games where like, balance are balance is like not perfect they're always like achieving more you know there's tweaks and updates and patches like here and there and and you get it generally right and there's always a meta that forms but modern warfare 2 i felt was so fucking like all over the place that there was like 15 like 20 percent of the guns and equipment was like quintuplest here and everything else was beneath Mm -hmm. that and i don't see how that bad balance equates to more like i have if i want to be viable, I have to use those top 20% guns. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, in, in, if anything, that's taking variety away from me. So, like, I don't understand that argument personally. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, why why ever use uh, an assault rifle over the ACR? You know, remember that right. gun? Like, oh, why yeah. would you ever? Like, it killed just as quick, if not quicker, than any other gun. And it had zero recoil. It was perfect. It had a big, it had a big mag, like everything. And, and that was the game that had the models. You remember those shotguns? Oh, they, yeah. Where they pre-patch. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the shotguns, you could sh- kill people across a map. And I, I'm not even exaggerating. It was it was disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, I don't know how it made it past playtesting. Like, no. It was a joke. It was an absolute joke. I know, I know, <laughs> and and yeah, and, and and like I guess like this is what I mean because it's like very rose tinted glasses because because there was so much shit shoved in there and it was so poorly balanced. You did have times where you could go around and do whatever the fuck you wanted, and that was fun. Like some of my fondest memories in Modern yeah. Warfare Two was me and you running around with riot shield and throwing knives, always doing really bad, oh, but always yeah. having fun trying to batter people or to like chuck throwing knives from behind the you know or a C four or whatever. That was fun, yeah, yeah. like. That was fun. I couldn't do it for five hours because it. I would get tired of getting my neck stomped. But every now and then we'd get a win and it would be really exciting. Uh, fine, I get yeah. that. But nonetheless, for the majority of my playtime, I had to conform to what was meta because it was so top heavy. Or mm-hmm. it, it just felt like I was constantly on the back foot. And so it, I feel like it took, took a variety away. Whereas the, the counter argument is that by being hyper balanced, you don't have those moments, and it takes away from like an exciting sandbox or whatever, and it you know not flattens everything. So that's a yeah. like I, I think Modern Warfare Two is like the reveal of it has kind of re sparked that argument a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's and it wasn't around. it wasn't even in just guns, was it? It's just like you know that's like we said, you know one man that's, army. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, perks like one man army and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But like you know, this was the the um the game that introduced custom kill streaks as we said great i get to choose my kill streaks 
why the fuck would I? Like, literally, Predator Missile, Harrier Strike, Chopper Gunner. Yeah. That's it. Like, you you essentially could get a nuke, like, quite are, easily. Are you telling me you don't want to use a counter UAV for no. four kills? <laughs> no, exactly. It just took all freedom away. It's just like, why would I ever use any of that? Like... And the only time we ever did was to make the game more challenging or more fun or to spice it up by picking like an emergency airdrop just to like meme. And it's just like, but it, it just, yeah, it was just, if you wanted to do well, you needed to conform to the, the Predator Missile Harrier Strike Chopper Gunner, right? Yeah. You know, because they were just far superior to anything else. It's just like, yeah. kind of idiot uses a pave low over a Harrier Strike. Exactly. Like, come on. Come well, on. And let's, too, and, and let's, you're just being a hipster. Yeah, exactly. Let's face it as well. Like, if we ask everyone in the audience, you know, dear listener, to if you've played Modern Warfare Two, to to recall all of the custom kill streaks, um, I bet you can't name like more than like six or seven, considering there are like what fifteen or something. And you, I know the ones yeah. that stick out in your head: oh, a UAV, Predator missile, Harrier, AC one thirty, and Chopper Gunner. Okay, and Nuke, yeah. whatever. That's not kill streak, mate. But... Tell you what, you remember the EMP. <laughs> Oh, the EMP, dude. <laughs> Wasn't that a 15 kill streak? It was Sentry like gun? One. Sentry, Sentry gun? gun. Or turret or whatever, yeah. I think EMP was a 15 kill streak, dude. It was like one of the top. And all it did was just like a counter UAV and make your screen kind of blurry. Yeah, it's Remember how trash it was? Yeah, it's trash. And it, and it like broke stuff. Like if there was yeah. a sentry gun on the map, you broke yeah. that sentry Which gun. Which nobody so ever used. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that game was just so that game was like fucking slice of swiss cheese it just had holes just everywhere yeah, exactly like, and this is yeah. my this is like kind of my thing of like it like it was good it was like it was like eight out of ten good it wasn't like 9.5 or 10 out of 10 good in, in my opinion I played it a hell of a lot when I was younger and have a lot of very fond memories playing it because I was younger, but I'm not willing to let yeah. that nostalgia bump, like, you know, hijack my, my critical brain. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't, I'm assuming that when this game comes out, it will be a big success because the first Modern Warfare was, and I'm sure there'll be balanced tweaks and they put a lot of love and care into bringing that remake out. Um, and obviously the story was very, very good. Like the story was renowned for being very, very good. Um but that, yeah, that's generally just how I'm I'm feeling about that whole thing because it's it's stressing me out a lot. Of people saying that this multiplayer was a masterpiece when I, I I'm sorry, I just don't agree. <laughs> it was a masterpiece for the time it came out, sure. But no, it's I don't even think it was a masterpiece for the time no, it I came don't. out. It I was, it, it was was good. It was good for for, for the time period it, it, it came out. Um yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't say it absolutely blew me away. But it, it, it wasn't that kind of, again, COD was the only thing I was playing back then, so you'll have to correct me, listener, if, if I'm wrong, but it was the, it was that time where Call of Duty had a like total monopoly on shooters, on like competitive oh, yeah. shooters. Yeah. Like, com- on, in the COD, console space. You were, you, you were lame if you weren't playing COD. What, were you playing you were Medal of Honor? <laughs> actually, I guess like, you could argue like Halo 3 is, was also the, the cool yeah, thing to play back then. It, that was the only thing battling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suppose Battlefield was around as well, but it never it no. never quite got the same stranglehold that COD did. So, you know. No. There we go. Really didn't. Okay, so that's that. All right, let's um, let's trend into some of the Xbox stuff then. Um, 
And so as we're at that sort of 40 minute mark, um, I just want to remind you, if you're listening, if you're watching us on YouTube, hi. <laughs> um, if you could leave us a like, please, that'd be great. If you want to subscribe and hear us every week um, on a Sunday or a Monday, usually that would be fantastic. And we'd love that a lot. It'd really help us out. So Xbox has been selling quite well. Spoke about this a bit last week, but we've had a bit more information um, in their quarterly report, Microsoft's quarterly report. Uh, they said that it, their Xbox gaming segment revenue was up 6% year over year for the quarter ending March 31st. Hardware sales were up 14% year over year, uh, which is obviously a positive sign for console availability. And software and services are up 4% year over year with growth from Games Pass. Um this was also followed by a statement from uh, Satya Nadella, uh, CEO of Microsoft, saying that they have captured some market share back in the last two quarters as well, which means we've been outselling PlayStation for a bit. Uh, for, for whatever reason, they're not taking Switch into calculation there, but you know, I suppose they don't view them as direct competitors or whatever, um, even though they've said that, oh, PlayStation not our competitors either, you know, whatever. They've said they've captured share back, which would indicate that that is the case. Um, we don't have numbers on that, so we'll have to take Zati's word on it. But we spoke about this last week a little bit. Um, nonetheless, it continues to be really good for Xbox that they managed to do this, whether it's because they've gathered good momentum, good will, or or straight up just stock. <laughs> yeah. It's working. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's good to get some actual figures and those are some, you know, those are some nice percentages, right? You know, 4%, you know, people will look at that and think that's not a lot, but 4% on top of a, a, a like a player base is already so large. That's quite a significant increase. Um, just for one year, right? That's, that is literally just compared to the previous year, right? That's, yes, yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it means, yeah. yeah. And then 14% on hardware sales, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, they're very big increases. Um, and we've talked about it on previous episodes, if you want to go back, you know, like, I don't think we should just spit the same stuff, you know. I think it's, there's there's a lot of things that have contributed to this, Um Mm-hmm. you know like you said whether it's just hardware sales or whether or not it's it's us ramping up and you know things coming in the future you know from studios we purchase all that sort of stuff um who knows but regardless the numbers are going up so yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, i guess yeah. this is what's um i think which we'll come back around to obviously the um bethesda xbox xbox bethesda showcase has been announced for june um, which we'll come back around to in a little bit um but I'm excited to see where momentum is at after that showcase or in the months following that showcase, you know, because that we're all expecting a, a, a big success from that showcase. Like a lot of hype is going to be and excitement is going to be generated. Um, and if that is the case, yes. Like what's like, have, have people who were already excited already bought that console or is this just going to kick things into, you know, six, yeah. six gear. Um, but we'll come back around to that a little bit. But yeah, on the sales side of things, um, yes, interesting, great to see, happy to see it, love to see it. And very quickly, um, I just wanted to add, because I just remembered that this happened and I just very quickly added it to notes. Um, but in case you hadn't seen, um, there is something called the Tribeca Games Festival happening on June the 11th through to June the 19th. I don't know what this is. It's I think it's in New York. All I know is that As Dusk Falls is being shown off there. Um Wow. On, on on the 11th, on June the 11th, um, along with um, A Plague's Tale, Requiem, and Cuphead DLC. Um, 
which is obviously, like, it seems a bit weird, (laughs) to be honest, considering this is going to be an Xbox exclusive game and Xbox were like, yeah, just, sure, show off your demo there, like a day before our thing. But this this, this information has been available since before the showcase was announced. So clearly someone was looking at the books and said, yeah, we can't fit you in the showcase. Yeah. We just don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also if you're, I think if I can't, I feel like I've been speaking about this game forever, even though it's like not a big deal. Um, I think this was the game that was in one of the games that was announced. What was it? It was one of the games that was announced in 2020. I want to say before the launch of the series X. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the e3 yeah in the e3 mm-hmm. thing uh yeah or the e3 equivalent so anyway yeah so it's been bloody ages so it'll be good to see some some gameplay for that um but yeah clearly they couldn't couldn't or didn't want to fit it into the showcase this year but just thought i'd mention it yeah okay let's get into the main stories for today ladies and gentlemen so um we're gonna get halo out of the way to begin with today because you know i know and if you are sick of here like listening to us talk about halo i am sorry it's just very noisy at the moment um so if you want to skip past you're more than welcome to um so there was a community live stream for season two it's about an hour and a half long um and they spoke about a number of things they showed off the battle pass they had joseph state in there talking about um what they're going to be doing a few bits of bobs a bit of explanation on rationale as to why things are the way they are um and they spoke a bit more about the narrative events as well. Um, and there was also a very weird little glitch in the stream glitch, which was like, uh, you know, ARG. It was like, um, you know, augmented reality, like marketing kind of stuff, like, you know, f- um, yeah. find out what's going on. Uh, and so that indicated that something else was going on. I thought it was actually pretty neat because like nobody like mentioned, it just happened. And then nobody like said anything like, <laughs> um, and it like, was like, 15 seconds longer i thought i was going crazy i thought i was like i was being hacked <laughs> like, it was weird yeah. um uh so i don't know if that no it hasn't like been it's been publicly acknowledged but nobody has like explained what it means yet and obviously people are now speculating so that's how this stuff works um with their viral marketing um but people are speculating it's to do with either the narrative events lined up in season two or some additional stuff that's due to be shown off uh, at the showcase whether that's more story certain affinities mm. mode who knows so if we did you, you tuned in for a little bit didn't you did you was there anything interesting that happened while, while you were tuned in uh not particularly yeah so i tuned in for a bit and i think it was kind of when they were going through the battle pass stuff um yeah. and i'm not gonna lie i kind of I kind of turned it off. <laughs> they were going through the battle pass very slowly. Yeah, they were just showing it, it took, off. It, it took them... Oh, no, I was literally just like, this is great. And it looks like a cool battle pass, but I was like, I'm happy just to watch a recap tomorrow morning. Like a five-minute video that just recaps it or something. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. We're on like number 10 of like 100, and it's been like over 10 minutes. You're spending like over a minute per square at the moment. This is kind of nuts. Uh, that, that was just um, before the um the glitch kicked in um oh okay yeah but, but mean, yeah it sounds yeah, like it yeah, came so in I, a bad time <laughs> yeah yeah so i i never actually saw that glitch um you were speaking of but i mean i did see like the whole like little i guess trailer or little teaser they did for yeah. like the the narrative event and it kind of just 
I, I imagine it's to do with the narrative then, right? Because, you know, that guy came back off the helo um, and they were just like, oh, his, his, his AI's been like corrupted. And he's like, I'm going to have to remove it. And he's like, no, don't remove it. I'll kill him, you know? So yeah. it sounds like it's going to be part of the narrative if I were to, happen to guess, you know? Yeah, that, that, like, that's what that was. It was a teaser for the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like the whole like glitch thing people are talking about, it just um, that, that sounds like it's going to be part of that because of the theme of of the of the um the the narrative yeah. storytelling they're going to be doing. You know, um, if, yeah. it seems like it fits into the theme of it, right? If I yeah. had to guess, but yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's so the the nature of those narrative events is still kind of unclear. I think it's probably because they're not like speaking about it loads and loads. I would like just take this opportunity to like don't get hyper excited about this. <laughs> like, I think these are going to be cool little additions we get throughout seasons um, that start telling a story to do with our multiplayer Spartan. But especially with where three for three are at, at the moment, don't expect this to be like a like long chunks of gameplay. Um, yeah. I don't even know. I, I I think someone has said that it's something that it is playable because at some point I, it ha- had occurred to me that it was like, because they showed your Spartan in the cutscene. At some point it yeah. occurred to me, it's like, what if this is just like a four minute long cutscene and it just like tells a story with your Spartan in it? People are going to shit themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was annoying me that no one was like outright saying what it is or what it isn't because it's like people are going to get their expectations in weird places. Um, yeah. So I, I think I, I don't have like an exact timestamp or an exact time frame on like who said it or where said it, but I, I have like noted in my brain that someone said somewhere that it is playable. So I'm really sorry if I'm wrong, um, but it, I think that is the case. Um, and it would be, I would be right there with you that it'd be really super lame if it just ended up being something like a cutscene. If it's like a 10 minute mission, mm. fine. Like, just like keep your expectations down. Hopefully it's just something cool that introduces kind of being able to use our Spartans into the universe. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm keeping my expectations yeah. low. Um, yeah. I think even if it is playable and it is story, I don't think it's going to be anything mind blowing either. Like, I think, I think it will be some pretty sort of standard mission structures. Um, with maybe some new scenery here and there, but then I think like I think a lot of like the storytelling you will get from little cutscenes at the end of said structured mission that or something like that. Um, I can't I can't imagine them doing too much to blow us away in terms of how they structure the playable missions. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, all I all I know is that it's like it's narratively written by Joseph Stayen, who's obviously like who was on the narrative team for like all the original Halo. So, um, yeah. boy, boy's got writing chops. Um, but obviously, that's not going to happen in a fifteen minute mission. This is like an evolving story, and I don't know if this is like to do with the maps that have come in either. Like maybe it's like a mission on like Breaker, which is a new BTB map, and you play through that and you get a bit of exposition and dialogue. And at the end of it, you get like yeah. a cool coating. You're like, well done, you did it. And now you can paint your armor red with the blood of your foes, like sort of thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that would be what I, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Like yeah. um, a bit of exposition over the top of a, maybe one of the new maps. Um maybe a new playable space like you said um and a bit of exposition to just kick kick start this kind of universe of like oh you can like your multiplayer like your new gen of spartans is like now getting involved and um this is how the universe is going to kind of react to that so i'd like to see yeah uh a couple of other things 
speaking of Joseph Staten, he looks fucking tired. He looks really tired. Yeah. <laughs> Go get some sleep, Joe. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. They're not working hard enough. Like we've been saying it. Like yeah. just because he's tired. Like, yeah. Get back to work, work harder. Yeah. Yeah. Give me season three. You yourself. Give two maps. Give me season three. Like now. Uh, they, so they said player outlines. Um, that was something that wasn't in that was mentioned in the original pat, patch notes, but they they mentioned that it was something that they've made a slider for now. Um, they just mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Because that's something that's been triggering a lot of people, apparently, that there are player outlines on friendlies and enemies, and now you can turn that off and gimp yourself if you want to do that. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Um, Halo fans are weird. Halo <laughs> fans are so weird. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, great, I guess. I guess there weren't outlines in OG Halos where there, and that's like kind of the thing. Um, but, like, yeah. so whatever, yeah anything to be 13 again um so they've sort of said um we obviously have already spoken about the fact that it's season two has been it's six months long and if you want to hear us talk about that more at length you can look at um go to last week's episode but they acknowledge this they spoke about it a lot they said that it was really painful to communicate and it's exactly what we've been saying on the podcast um which is why you should definitely listen to us more often because we're always correct um <laughs> in that they're getting stuff tightened up now so they can move quicker later. It's a damn shame it's taking them this long to do this, but it's clear that that's what's happening. Like, tightening bolts, getting, like, there's no point adding more shit on top of a framework which is not sturdy. It's all going to topple at some point. So they're getting that framework set up. Um, And that's what they pretty much said. And, you know, there's a lot of kind of apologizing and, look, we're trying our best. We're not happy with the state of this. We want there to be more, but just bear with us. Um, co-op uh, they spoke about co-op uh, network co-op and mission replay which was obviously coming around to August time um, I think co-op might have been a bit sooner I can't remember the exact details though spoke about Forge as well um, and they've been internally flighting that for two years now so that's going to be good to go and they very sneakily spoke about there being a lot of leaks floating around to be excited about which was like seemingly pointing to the like certain affinities mode um but uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it seems like cool. that's what it's gonna be yeah um what was the other thing okay so um one of the things that they did say which we didn't know and this is one of the final things um one of the newer things that we don't already know about um they mentioned that with the battle passes that don't expire if uh the it, your if if you were a free battle pass player that will be locked into season one if you haven't bought it you can unlock it if you buy it again so essentially think of it like this um non-expiring battle passes is like a premium feature yeah. So you so okay. you can't just access all the free stuff all the time. Like if you and you keep your progress. So if you've got to like level sixty for free, and now you're in season three, and you're like, oh, actually, like come to think of it, I really want that mythic set. You have to buy it, and then it will give you all your progress, and you can go from there. Continue. Um, okay. So they, they were they were upfront with that, and they were like, that's how it is. That's how we're going to do it. You know, we felt that you know, like weighing up the monetization system, putting the credits in, allowing you to go back and like buy it with that. This was like a fair compromise, and um, yeah. It, I think it's reasonable. Yeah, it's yeah. reasonable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
I don't, don't see a problem with that. Um, I, I know some people will find a way to complain, but um, it like the, the the seasons are six months long, bro. <laughs> like you have enough time not, to finish yeah. your battle passes. <laughs> yeah, if you're not, I finished my battle pass in like month one. Like yeah, exactly, I haven't played the game for like like three months, and I've been on level hundred. Like, yeah, come on, man, that's right. Um. But that's pretty much it, Tim. It's obviously season two on Tuesday. Um, it's Tuesday. Yes, yeah, Tuesday, mate. Wow. This Tuesday. Wow. Yeah, this Tuesday. That's crazy. Didn't think it was that soon. So it should be tomorrow by the time this video is uploaded, which is so annoying, right? Because we've had a long weekend and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's a bit triggering, you know. Well, that's why I've been trying to like smash our guard into the galaxy because uh, obviously I imagine you're on the same page as me. We'll go back, um, we'll play Halo, we'll probably have fun with what what they're offering, the new modes, the new maps, new battle pass, and then maybe when we're at the end of it, we'll see where we're at. Um, yeah, because I, I imagine very much we're going to have the same sort of thing that happened in season one. Get some good enjoyment out of yeah. Infinite for a month, maybe two, and then maybe probably put it down if they're not able to sort of keep up the content um, until season three. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably get so, on X as well. You know, just probably just really quick, uh, easy things. Yeah, yeah, just just a couple of matches here or there. You know, just smash it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, is that is there anything else you wanted to say about Halo before we move on from that? Uh, no, I mean, I guess we didn't really go into the battle pass much. What did you think of the battle pass? Oh, that's right. That yeah, got revealed. Yeah, and no, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. So, uh, like, generally, the consensus I'm seeing online is that people are really, really happy with Battle Pass. Um, much happier Very than happy. what they were before. Um, like, way less re-rolls, way less filler. Obviously, there's more credits. Um, and it's important to have some re-rolls and boosts in there while the system is currently how it is operating. Um, but yeah, I was super happy with that. I was, I was really... I thought it was actually really cool that those wicked shoulder pieces that everybody's speaking about, the elite skulls, that's level 99 and 100. I thought that was really cool. I don't know why. I, I was expecting it to yeah. be an armor thing at the end, but I just thought it was quite a cool subversion. It was like, oh, it's actually just like shoulder pieces that look wicked. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Like, yeah. Rather than it being like a fancy effect, you know. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would agree with that, yeah. Although I do love me uh, fancy armor effect. So. And there are some fancy mm. ones in there. Did, did you see yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. There, I saw the kill effect. The green um the green kill effect yeah but there wasn't oh no yeah and there was like the, the running sliding yeah. and one as well yeah yeah and it's all like green and like um yeah, like light like matrix hacky sort yeah of thing. <laughs> that sort of vibe i think um and the yeah, helmet cool. effect is um, like a the digital like wolf monocle <laughs> for lack of a better yes. word <laughs> yeah 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 that 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 looked really cool um so yeah i'm i'm kind of a huge fan of, of kind of the direction the the sort of season is going in the battle pass you know i i, I work in tech green's my favorite color nice <laughs> so it. yeah um, um so yeah yeah i was very happy with the battle pass as well um i think it all looks pretty damn cool like even all like the the armor pieces that you just sort of unlock throughout as well um i just think they look pretty cool they're, they're just like vastly different to anything we've seen so far um like so so different um and yeah i think it will be pretty awesome to chuck all that on my spot yeah it's, it's definitely extra refreshing because season one was so heavily focused on reach which was as, as awesome it is it's like yeah i've, I've seen this stuff before and now the stuff yeah. in this battle pass is like some of the stuff in here new, is like wacky new. some of yeah. this is like wild 
<laughs> like yeah, some stuff looked cool. like 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 deep sea diving gear almost. It almost looked like you were like half like a big daddy from like Bioshock. Like proper. So that's, like some of the frac- like... some of the fracture stuff looked like that. It looked like like a minor like equipment almost. It was like steampunk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. For the fracture, it is at least. Yeah. So. Um, okay. That yeah, was I'm excited. Fra- I swore that was some dub. I'm excited. I'm excited to have a reason to dive back in, to have a reason to grind, and I'm ex- I'm definitely excited for some of the challenges, like the fat of those challenges, to be cut off. Because like fuck me, I've had a blade like, been like a pain in my ass sort of now over the last few days, um, mm-hmm. and just to have some more maps in that rotation, that will be nice. Um, like I, we've said this before, but like man, like an additional piece of equipment would have gone a really long way. Um, not that I yeah, like as a, it's it's taken me like a couple of days, but I've like got on a bit warmer on playing it again oh, in, in terms of like getting better because like Matt, I was sucking, but now I'm like, oh, okay, now it's starting to click again. Um, starting to feel yeah, good again. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm excited to dive back in as well. Cool. Okay. So, um, next up story coming from Imran Khan, a former co-host at kind of funny and current, um, I believe editor at Fanbyte media, maybe writer. Can't remember. Anyway, but he tweeted out and said, uh, couldn't get enough confirmation to write a post about it um, or to write a piece about it, but hearing a decent bit of chatter this week about Warner Bros. Discovery shopping their game development studios around. Uh, the interested parties include EA, Take-Two, Microsoft, Sony, Tencent, NetEase, and PUBG Corp. WBD, Warner Bros. Discovery, wants to sell studios and license IP, supposedly. So... Uh, Imran's super cool guy, by the way. Should have put it out there. Hi, Imran. Um, secondly, we've heard rumblings about this before, haven't we? We've spoken about the idea of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers being kind of um, looking to sell, and then they were like, "Oh, never mind." Just kidding. We just were like, "Wanted yeah. to see what you'd pay us," <laughs> and then and now they're like, "Oh, just bluffing." Yeah. <laughs> like we do want to. Sell. So they're doing like this weird like back and forth, and supposedly, like I well, what what people are saying is if just to reiterate what I said at the end of what Imran said at the end of that tweet, is that they're looking to sell studios, but license IP. That means they are not selling the IP. That means they're saying, you take the studio, but you pay us for the IP, right? You know, like like a landlord. Um, So um, I, I would assume that's kind of why they're going back and forth on a lot of this, because they want to make free money <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> right i love that i love free money um but yeah in terms of the buyers tim um that was obviously a long list um and you know you think about who's under warner uh warner brothers um you've got monolith for the shadow of war and shadow of mordor games you've got rock steady for the batman games uh upcoming suicide squad uh you've got nether realm more combat, uh, justice. What was it called? Injustice. Uh, Injustice. Um, and Travelers Tales is that TT Games who do all the Lego stuff? I think that's them as well. Yeah. Uh, so th- there are a few others that I'm missing that I can't remember off the top of my head. I hope you'll forgive me. Um, what do we think about these shoppers? What do we think about these studios? Where are they going, Tim? Where are your chips? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Are they going oh, anywhere? Or is everybody going to... That's quite good. I know, but like, or like, because this is like a hard sell. Like this is, and like, because Jeff, mm. Jeff Grubb said about this as well, like it's a hard sell for any of these companies that we've just mentioned to be like, yeah, okay, we'll not only buy this very expensive studio, but we will give you back the profits, the slim profit, or well, like the profits yeah. we make on this software for the IP. Like, yeah. Um, I think, I think I could see like, at least like Microsoft going for something like NetherRealm. Hmm. To get to get a foot back into like the fighting scene again and stuff like that because we haven't got any like staple um, sort of I mean we had Killer Instinct and stuff like that and whether we continue that I don't know um, but yeah we haven't really got like a staple inside the fighting genre like like um, Sony do like Street Fighter and stuff like that um, so I could potentially see that being a, a decent pickup for microsoft but that has been one of the biggest talking points over over here on team green you know um that yeah. nether realm are probably looking like quite a tasty steak right now to you know philip <laughs> philip spensorius good old philip <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah like you said uh, like we know expert well you know allegedly experts are interested in making another killer instinct and they just can't find a team to do it with because this, the team who made uh, the development of Killer Instincts went from was it double shit Iron Galaxy uh, double Helix to Iron Galaxy maybe it, it swapped between those two and now they're whoever did the second half is now wrapped up with Amazon I believe or they were and maybe aren't anymore can't remember the details nonetheless those studios aren't available to be doing it right now um, so yes there is like that thing of like well maybe another arm could pick up killer instinct but also like you said yeah not only that xbox is like being strategically cut off from other fighting games whether that's yeah um street fighter um or uh i want oh what was that other one well there's just it's just a lot of fighting games that i feel seem to come exclusive to playstation like uh, uh, i know like the most recent no. like guilty gear guilty gear thank you yeah that's the one yeah, like Guilty Gear. And there's another one as well that's exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah, it just seems yeah, like a lot of recent fighters that have come out and the biggest staple of all being Street Fighter seem exclusive to PlayStation. So yeah. I feel like if you could swing more combat over to your... Actually, no, because it would still... If you're, if you're only licensing the IP, they'd still probably want it cross-plat. I don't know. How does that work? In That's the thing. Of... It depends on the negotiation yeah. and the terms that, that would be wangled here. So this really is seeming like a case by case, you know, thing to me. And I guess it goes both ways. Like you said, like, oh, like maybe we could 
Xbox could be interested in taking NetherRealm to secure fi- fighting games or like Killer Instinct. Yada. But what if this went the other way? Like, I think that's more my biggest thing is like Xbox must be looking at this defensively rather mm. than aggressively in the sense that if Sony yeah. just bought NetherRealm, Xbox is getting no fighting games. None. That genre yeah. is gone. Like barring your yeah. indie ones here and there. Uh, and that's a bit of a scary prospect because the only big ones... I, I know, like I, I just said, Melty... Multi blood what was that other one that our friends have been playing king of fighters um yeah so you get some here or there but like oh, mortal Kombat and injustice are like the main <sighs> ones that keep europe was that another back crack <laughs> no 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 i had cramp in my leg and i just had to oh, swivel my chair so I, I, was like, I was like is he turning so he could fart <laughs> away from the microphone or something what's oh, he doing no no i'm stretching out my leg no carry okay. on Sorry, man. Um, God, that's really put th- fork in my brain. Yeah, yeah. You were basically saying that, like, apart from like a, a hand-picked few fighters, would be cross-plat and stuff like that. If we were to lose Netherrealm, that's right. Sort of... Yeah, that's right. It, it's just yeah, and so that, there's that defensive angle, not just like, oh, what can we? What's the benefit of doing this? But like defensively, like, oh shit, actually, if we lose this, this is a real problem. Like those floodgates close where someone who like quite likes like likes to buy the new big fighting games but isn't like hyper hardcore could still get an xbox right now because of they like more combat and they like injustice but if that goes that's not mm. happening anymore that sort of person yeah. is no longer ever buying an xbox ever again um yeah so this that's a big the deal danger. yeah it is a big deal um fighting games are popular and i suppose so that that's kind of the first angle to this. I, I don't see... Now that Microsoft is wrapped up with Activision Blizzard, I, I don't see Xbox really being super interested in any of this. I can't imagine them... Because there must be some organizations here who are looking at this wholesale. Like, just the whole thing. We'll have all of it. Whether it's EA uh, or it's so, maybe Sony or Tencent or NetEase or even, like, someone new who wants to, like... I know Google and Amazon have been floundering, but if they suddenly went, yep, we're interested... Uh, yeah, and like Ubisoft, yeah. like there've been conversations about Ubisoft. They're just like, "Yep, yeah, we'll spend sixty billion to get these two. Like they're back in the game immediately. Um, yeah, just yeah. let them operate independently, push out some decent hardware, and like they're. I feel like that's qu- quite safe bets. Um, mm. So that's kind of the second angle. The third angle is Warner Bros. publish a lot of games that are really in Sony's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Shadow of War, you know, very heroic, like, you know, very open world, action adventure. There's some towers in there, you know, ubisoft kind of towers, just like Horizon. Um, yeah. Batman games, right? Very action adventure, like, you know. Like Metal Spider-Man, Tom. all That's that sort right. of stuff. Yeah. So I can't help but think as well, Sony must be saying, we're starting to get a lot of capital on these superhero games with our Spider-Mans and our Wolverines. Um, yeah, I bet it would really be nice if we could get DC as well. Yeah, get some Batman, some what? Whatever happened to that like like Wonder Woman game that was in development as well? Wasn't there a Wonder Woman game in development? Yeah, it only got announced. It didn't get announced. It only got announced at uh, the Game Awards, I think, like in December. So it didn't get announced long ago. Oh really? I thought maybe it got announced ages ago. For some maybe reason. it was maybe it was last year. Hmm. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being an idiot, but I could have sworn that was a long time ago. It might it might have been it, it might have been longer than that. I, I, it, it's it, all I can remember is that it's Monolith making it, and there wasn't a there wasn't a platform listed on it, so that it, it made speculation of like, oh, I wonder if Xbox are trying to like tie this down. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's monoliths of Shadow Shadow Borgrace. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that's the other angle, and obviously, like there have been like people. That, we've had this discussion on the show of like, oh, do Xbox need a superhero? Like, do they need superhero games? And we've sort of said, oh, well, not really. That you know, maybe it would help with mass appeal. But now with the massive lineup that Xbox has coming, they have mass appeal as well. So maybe it's less necessary than ever. And that, that's what I mean. It's I, I don't feel like Microsoft are looking at this aggressively, but more defensively. Like we don't want mm. any. Like we first, we don't want Sony getting a capital on all superhero games, but then also. Like if EA gets all of this as well, I, I don't know because maybe that would be better for like Microsoft have a good relationship with EA, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, yeah. And Tencent getting this, fuck that. <laughs> like no thanks. Um, mm. Like Netties, I don't think so. So you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I th- I think Monolith could be a decent pickup as well to either just have a continuation on on the um shadow of war like saga and just making more of those because why no one has not made more of those games or tried to pick it up or do something with it i don't know because those games were fantastic oh uh, no so <sighs> don't worry we're, we're getting Gollum. Ah, oh, yes, thanks. Yeah, you reminded me. Yeah, I forgot we were getting Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to take down it at like it's just just, you know, take down a tower with Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to it's hit an orc man. over the head with a big rock. Yeah. Just dive off the top of the tower into a nice spring lake and catch a salmon. Can't wait. It's yeah. gonna be so it's it's very similar. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be very, very similar. Um, Bass fishing, Gollum edition. And that's like that, like more than anything else here. Like I have, I've like gone off superhero stuff a little bit in the last five years. I was like really into it when everything was in the cinema. Sit, hello, I just said cinema. <laughs> cinema <laughs> in the cinema. cinema. <laughs> um, I got one day someone's going to put like a compilation together of all of the times I've just my brain has just stopped connecting to my mouth and it's going to be horrible. Um, yeah and then uh what was the last one called endgame happened and i was happy with that that was great and i just since then everything's obviously been split up and i just like i i, I can't like follow it anymore so i, I like lose interest so I, I, as much as i'm like into it i i've like i'm not like this is a must buy for me anymore i would love someone to just like do something with lord of the rings more often um mm-hmm. i'm so glad we got middle earth shadow of war and shadow of Mordor because i love those games um but like, man, it's just such a rich universe. Even non-canon, like I don't need it to be canon. Like, just use that universe to make something, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, there is so much you could do with it. Um, okay, so at some point in that conversation, I said Activision Blizzard. So I'm going to pretend this is a really good tangent, but it was voted uh, by shareholders this week um, in favour of the acquisition uh, when more than 98% of the shareholders um, voted uh, for approval of the acquisition. Um, So the next step for this is obviously the regulatory process. And this is following like a lot of drama on Twitter this week because Jason Schreier posted a, uh, from over from Bloomberg, um, an article that said Wall Street are betting betting, uh, against this acquisition. They're like betting that this falls through. Um, okay. and then in response to that, this happened and so people have been like, Oh Jason, you're so stupid. But like, I don't, 
I mean, I'm going to be honest, guys. I know there are some people out there who like really have beef with Jason, but like, I I don't think he was saying that this wouldn't happen. He was just reporting that Wall Street are making certain bets and you know are hedging their bets on certain things. Like, I don't know. People got like very yeah. personal about this stuff, and it's like he wasn't like saying that this is going to be a total fact. He was just anyway. So like, since then, a couple of other like big investors have now like counter, um, like uh are investing in the fact that it, it, the acquisition will go through. Sorry, I, I don't know the, the terminology well enough to actually put a coherent sentence together. Um, mm. So, and then people have been like double down and be like, oh, see, look how wrong you were, Jason, because like all these big, inv- you know, investors and hedge funders are, are now like putting shares and like upping their stakes um, in in Microsoft. But um, overall, it, the, the, the consensus and the impression seems to be, and, and Hoag's Law got involved in this as well, who's a really good YouTuber on video game, uh, and acquisition and merger, like knowledge, everybody and him seem to agree that this is still looking favorable for Xbox because otherwise Activision Blizzard is going to tank. But mm. the flip side is that at the moment there is a big sort of there's a lot of fear around big tech, you know, and um, Elon Musk just acquired Twitter, so you know, like this like high profile stuff is like scaring a lot of regulatory boards, so. This is going to be the biggest thing, the regulatory process. Um, I don't think anybody was really in doubt that people weren't... This is the best deal Activision Blizzard is ever going to get. Exactly, um, yeah. We knew it'd get to this point, I think, yeah. Totally. So that's the next... I think this is going to be the real big hurdle, uh, make or break. Um, and, you know, I- I'm going to be like... After all of this, I'm going to be really disappointed if this doesn't happen. Simply because I've like given so much of my time and energy and like... yeah. We start. We've started speaking about it on the show, like you know, we've dedicated time to like Overwatch. Yeah, well, um, yeah. What we're gonna do is just like pull down those podcast episodes after. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, just edit them out. So embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> but like, also there, you know, there is that thing as well. Like, you start to get excited about the possibility of like certain things being on. I don't, like, I don't. I'm. I'm not excited that people aren't gonna get to play certain games. But I am excited that stuff will be double supported on my platform, double supported on Games Pass etc etc mm-hmm. like the one thing that i have seen from this acquisition that really excites me um or oh, I, I guess there's a few but the, the big thing is that survival ip that blizzard are working on that loads of insiders and reporters yeah. have said everyone in blizzard is really excited about this game um yeah and i'm like oh, like if this is like a six person like blizzard survival new ip like fantasy world onto games pass exclusive like that to me is going to be like a big deal um yeah you know so For sure so anyway so we'll have to see how it goes um as per but uh regulatory uh process is the next step there's a new warcraft mobile game being revealed on may the 3rd supposedly blizzard have a couple of mobile games um warcraft related mobile games in the works supposedly but this is one of them so uh, you know whatever i guess it's mobile stuff um but I guess the only thing that should be perking your ears and my ears is the fact that if there ever is a mobile game that we did get into, it was also made by Blizzard. And that's Hearthstone. That's true. That is true. Yes. Um, um, and that's in the Warcraft universe as well. So don't know what this is. What are like some what are some current trends in the mobile space at the moment? Like, do you know? Like, is Clash of Clans still big? I think Clash of Clans is still big. Yeah. Um... I, I I really don't know. I've never, never dipped into the mobile <laughs> gaming market apart from Hearthstone. Like I have just, oh, I, I don't like, know, man. You know, 
like as you know like match three is like the most popular game genre like on the planet which you know it's like candy crush it's just like match three the same fucking yeah. thing and click it like, i don't know how but it is imagine if it's just like match the murloc <laughs> just like smack it <laughs> tell you what i'd be kind of into it especially if it makes those sort of noises <laughs> Yeah. This is somebody who hasn't played just, enough Warcraft games. I just also that'd be kind of because those are the sort of games you play when you're on the toilet. And I'm not gonna lie, if someone was in the stall next to me and was hearing those kind of noises, yeah. they'd like, be knocking, like, like you right, okay? Yeah, <laughs> bro, you good in there? Everything all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um, sound ill. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see. But you know, um, I. You know, I, this is I'm don't care about my robot stuff for the most part. Um, no, the only thing that contradicts that is the fact that I have played a lot of hours into Hearthstone and think Hearthstone is is bloody good. Um, yeah, but that's because it's like very mobile suited. Like card games are mobile suited. You know, I'm not playing. I could play a, mob- a card game on my Xbox, but it makes more sense on a on a mobile. Um, yeah, oh, just yeah. like a portable, portable device. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can always see myself playing, like, Slay Inspire, for example, on my Switch. But I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like my Xbox is. Yeah. I, I could do more. <laughs> I <feel like> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm wasting it if I play Slay Inspire on my Xbox, yeah, even though it's one of my favorite games ever. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, so, following on with Blizzard news, supposedly, according to a LinkedIn. Um, you know, Goblin. Um, they're working mm-hmm. on an unannounced FPS PvP project. Another one. Um, and I believe, having listened to the newest uh, newest podcast from the Xbox 2, Jess Corden was saying that this could be something Star... No, StarCraft related. Um, I've never played a StarCraft okay. game. That's unconfirmed. You know, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, but if you're interested in that sort of thing, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Starcraft, it. I think... The God. RTS? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly, the idea with this, from what Jez was saying, is that it was like, um, like a bat. It's going for the battlefield market. You know, it's like 160 players. You know, it's like deep sci-fi. You know, like StarCraft is. Like we know what it is vaguely, but we've never played any of the games. Um, okay. But yeah. in a PvP sort of setting, um, could be kind of so, cool. Yeah, not, not much more to add there. It's it's still speculation. You know, according as I say in job posts, it says there is an unannounced FP, PvP FPS game going on. So that is happening, but yeah. what it is. Uh, if it ever sees a live day, it's still very much in the air. Hmm. Next up, we had another Starfield uh, video not into really. the Starfield. <laughs> You're really, what? I'm not. I can't listen to you talk <laughs> about Starfield anymore. Don't worry, I don't have much to say. Um, only that the legendary Inon Zer was there, who's obviously the composer for the game. He'd done a lot of compositions for loads of Bethesda games. You know, the man um, does some fantastic scores. Um, and I've said this, I've said this before, I think, but Todd was saying that with their games, they start with the music, which I thought was so like, is this how That's creatives cool. work? Like, yeah, like they, yeah. They, as if so, like these guys were given the pitch and they were like, right, go away and tinker with like main themes. And then they have that. And then I guess the team just sits in like a room with the theme playing in their ears for like weeks and weeks and weeks and they sketch and make concept art based on that i just thought it's just kind of interesting isn't it? yeah it's it's kind of cool i respect that i respect yeah. that process 
Um, but you know, there, there wasn't. Um, it, it was a very, it's very, very interesting. Um, you know, it's like six to eight minutes. I can't remember the exact length, but it was like reasonably meaty, but very, very interesting. You know, some of the stuff they said gave some like indication of parts of the game, um, which is something we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But the fact that there might be manual flight. The other guy that was there, his name is Mark Lampert, said, like, the a way he phrased a sentence was really weird. He said, when you're playing Starfield, the single-player game, blah, 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 blah. And I was like... The single-player game. Excuse me, oh, sir, would you like to rephrase? Spec- <laughs> this is going into the speculation of the, the other Starfield game that might be in development we talked about last week. I don't know because like that you'll see like this all kind of ties into like what we're going to be talking about after this but like I haven't seen many people talk about this and it, it, it might have just been like you know the way it was edited or that you know it might mean nothing but it just seemed like a yeah, bit odd to might, phrase a sentence he might have way. just he might have just had like a list of like key buzzwords that he needed to drop in the interview. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah He's like Starfield the single player game November just yeah. says like, <laughs> very good words. Yeah. Aliens, space. Yeah, he probably got to the end of it like pinching the bridge of his nose, like ah, oh, some nerds yeah. are gonna think I just confirmed like Starfield MOBA. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna listen to that back and be like, why? Why did I say it like that? <laughs> What's wrong with me? That's, me? that's what I do. Um, that's so yeah, it was lovely. Um, and. I, we will come uh, back around to a bit of Starfield stuff because there has been some developments, some rumours, some leaks, um, which was all very complicated and confusing, but it's going to be fun to talk about. Um, so we'll leave that for now before I, before Tim's ears start bleeding. Um, <laughs> he can't I mean, take just, more of me talking about Starfield. I mean, we're just coming back around to it. I'm just going to have less patience than later <laughs> in the podcast. So, <laughs> well, um, only a little bit. Don't worry. Okay, so this is this is where we talk about. The Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. Um, we probably, in actual fact, we're not going to do like predictions this week. I know a lot of people are doing that now. I kind of think that's pointless because we might get more information as the time comes and we'll probably talk about it closer to the time, like what we think is going to be there. Um, so we're not going to do that today, but obviously, yay, Xbox said something. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not dead. They're yeah. not dead. Philip is not dead. And... Um, they announced it for June the 12th, which was like, last year was like June 13th. So like, he's like exactly the same. Um, yeah. And the other surprising thing, well, two surprising things. The first thing is that they are doing a joint show again, Xbox and Bethesda. We had heard whispers that this wasn't going to be the case, uh, but I'm glad it is. Yeah. I think we're well, both like a bit, yeah, I'm kind of glad it is, but then, yeah. We were kind of hoping they'd have split. I I, I could see the rationale for it. Yeah, I could see the rationale for it, but I do like them being under the same umbrella. Like, I do like that. Obviously, I don't want them to do it for the sake of doing it and rush through so many games. Um, Mm. But I do like this kind of, you know, coherent. We are the same. I think think that's a good message to be putting out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing, was that they didn't mention a length. Usually, 
well, last year, they said it's going to be 90 minutes of, you know, looking at game, looking at CGI trailers. It's going to be dank. Yeah. Um, they haven't said that this year. And I don't know if that's because they've announced it, like, particularly early. Like, they've announced it, like, a month and a half before it happens. Whereas last year, it was, like, three weeks or four weeks before it happened. So, what does that mean, okay. Timmy? I, it means that they, <laughs> I mean, it means that they don't, it could be longer. <laughs> what if it's right. one minute long? <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like a massive. You have to literally like watch it at like point five speed to actually know what was said. Yeah. They're just like Xbox just announced three hundred games in one minute. You have to go to naught point one speed to like hear them all. Such a bold strategy. Phil comes on just like normal speed, and then he's just like. Jesus, oh god, get off the Adderall anyway. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, I guess it could be just it's just you could be longer, right? (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, Well, I mean, the the point is shorter. Well, good stuff, yeah. No, the point is that (laughs) is this too early? The the question is, is is it too early that they don't know, or is it because it's going to be more than expected? Is it going to break the status quo? Mate, we both could know be it's longer. Be more than it could more be than shorter. Could be the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> you don't hear it anywhere. Else. What do you think is? How do you think it's going to be this year? Could be better. Could be worse. <laughs> could be the same. Me, Sitting on the fence. That's Thumbs what I up. do. Yeah, it's good. No. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's probably in the core <laughs> to the fact that there's there's like too potentially like too much, and they're just not sure. They're still they're still kind of like <laughs> they're like, how can we fit this in in under three hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think I think that's definitely what it like feels like, doesn't it? It's like because if they knew it was going to be like, like if they knew it was a small amount, then they would tell us. Um, mm. it, it sounds like they've got a lot to cram in, but haven't quite in that wrinkle out yet so yeah we will talk about this more in, in future episodes like I, said, I don't want to do it just yet um and uh we will go from there so if you want to hear about that you'll have to subscribe and you'll have to hit the thumbs up button that'd be really great that'd be fun that might be that would be fun um so we can see. <laughs> be a really fun thing for you to do <laughs> god that would be fun if you just drag that mouse down and give yourself a fucking click be the most fun you've had all weekend you playing a new game? Thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy? Nah, click that thumbs up. <laughs> Subscribe to the QRP for the most fun, fun you've ever had. Fun little, think of it as like a fun little mini game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Yeah, so seriously, thumbs up if you haven't already. Um, okay. Um, all right, so this was the weird stuff. Okay. Oh, I I think I sent this to you midweek, right? I sent... Because this was kind of a bit... Oh, God. Did you? It was a bit of a weird one. Do you remember oh, this? yes, you did. Yes, yes, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, I know everybody and their mum's going to have spoken about this already this week. Um, and, and I'm going to say the same thing. Like, right now, Skullsy... Um, has had like like 
mixed to like good track record like you know they aren't themselves an insider they just get have information from people at bethesda um uh not just bethesda but like other places as well like they just hear stuff you know like all people do who have sources that's just how it works so before anybody like gets mad or like you know whatever it's how these things work you know don't get pissy because these things aren't definitive um you know grain of salt handful of salt bucket full of salt yeah all of the salt so what they said what scolzi said this week it's kind of set the internet on fire a little bit at least at least the xbox community um particularly around bethesda they said what they've heard is that there is a pv pve game in development at roundhouse that may surprise you they later clarified that they're hearing that this game is a marvel ip and this having i I revisited some of the older news um we may have even touched on it like ages and ages ago but apparently on one of the on some of the linkedin boards it does say that they're working on a pvpve game based on a popular comic book ip Hmm. so i suppose this isn't immensely unsurprising that it's a marvel ip but I don't know how that works. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back. We'll review this in, in its like totality when I get to the end of it. The Elder Scrolls Six is set in Hammerfell, which again, not immensely surprising because um, Bethesda have been doing a lot of teasing about where it's going to be. There was some teasing yeah. in the Starfield trailer about this as well last year. Mm-hmm. The Elder Scrolls Six will have a political system. It will have betrayals, marriage, and factions that matter. There apparently won't be any dragons in the Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Six, presumably because of its location in Hammerfell. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's in full dev, early stages, so i.e. further along than we all thought, uh, with a target release of 25 to 26, which, to be honest, is still earlier than I thought. Quite a bit earlier yeah. than I thought. Then they've got Bethesda Game Studios, uh, Austin and Montreal, working on Spy Team. We spoke about Spy Team a few episodes ago. One of our most viewed ones, actually. It's kind of, kind of weird. Guess I got that thumbnail, that, you know, that clickbait <laughs> just right. <laughs> um, um, uh, there's a Mandalorian MMO at Zenimax Online, which is this is obviously contradiction, clashing, clashing information from what we spoke about last week of like the possibility of like a Starfield MMO going on at Zenimax. So someone's wrong here. Um, mm. There's a Quake reboot in talks, allegedly. Uh, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout remasters being considered, spoken about happening via in exile um xbox are shifting resources to assist bethesda with massive workloads and the elder scrolls um potentially have a 4x strategy game going on um which we spoke about a few uh, like maybe six episodes ago now it's called project wormwood someone else has reported on this already the guys over at xbox era um so okay take a deep breath what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck what do you think? I mean, where do you, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, I, I guess, I, I suppose, because because what has since happened... No, that's good, actually. Because what, what has since happened is that this has got entangled with some other shit that happened with a ex-Bethesda dev talking on Reset Era about Starfield. And they were like, the engine's a piece of crap. Game looks pretty cool. Flight feels like shit. Um mm. So they were giving away details, and everyone was like, dude, what are you doing? You're breaking NDA. And they were like, nah. Like, I left last week. Everyone was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do this. 
um and everyone was like you you can't be real with this because like this would be dumb to be like doing this like some people are going to come after you they're like nah yeah um so everyone was like this is fake this has got to be fake then jason trier chimed in and said yeah no i can verify that they're who they're saying they are i can't verify what they're saying but i can verify that they are who they say they are which is ex-Bethesda employee finished working there like a month ago yeah and then their account got nuked off the website (laughs) all comments gone history gone account gone so they've been assassinated by Todd is the takeaway um they've been shot into the starfield they've been to his address his her address (laughs) are they they actually still living (laughs) Do we just not I don't talk know. about this? I, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about the details. <laughs> like, I don't want to be an accomplice. You know what I mean? So, um, so that so, and in the in the same post that Jason Schreier said, he also spoke about what skulls he said because it's all intertwined. And Jason said he asked someone who would know this information would know if these projects are happening that skulls have put out. And that person said, like, nah, this isn't, not all of this is correct. So what we have, after all of this has happened, in terms of these projects at Bethesda, is that we know that not all of this is correct. But not all of it is incorrect. (laughs) So which are the fucking liars and which are the real ones? (laughs) You know? Oh, God. I mean, all the... I mean, all the Elder Scrolls stuff seems pretty reasonable, right? I mean, I I guess. Like, Hammerfell, I think, I feel like we've kind of known that for a while. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hammerfell is the Red Guards' homeland, is it? I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the Red Guards. Um, what are the other one? Bre- Breton, maybe? No, I, th- I think you're right. I think it is Red Guard. No, yeah, Breton's is, uh... I don't know. It's not that no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Hammerfell is red guards, but I'm not. I'm not 100. But yeah, I mean, it, it. It all seems quite reasonable to have inside of an Elder Scrolls game. Like, like nothing out there. I mean, it's all cool and it all sounds great, but nothing is just like screaming out to me as like, oh my god, this this could be bullshit, right? Where something mm. like a Mandalorian MMO like that's 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 out there that's the sore <laughs> like, thumb there isn't it yeah 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 that that's very out there and like even like the quake stuff it doesn't seem outrageous like we've seen rumblings of that in the past already so like yeah for for, for me the, the the odd one out there is the Mando MMO which as you said also contradicts what we talked about uh, mm-hmm. the MMO could be last time as well so for those reasons it's a bit sketch a bit sus yeah and, and like this is the, like because there's so much sussy sussiness going on here because like a couple of other people were like again the guys over at xbox era the guys over at, even the on the defining duke the, the dukes over on the on the dd podcast um have said that, that they said they've heard like very similar things they've heard like really mm. similar things so i don't know if this is like the same source sharing information around or yeah. like they are different sources, but like this information is just creeping in the same circles of like debt. Like I don't know what's going on here, but you know, it, picking and choosing who we want to believe. Like Jason Schreier has a very good track record and a very good network of insiders. So we have to assume a lot of this isn't real. Um, yeah. 
and if I'm going to pick things that aren't real, I'm, I mean, I'm probably going to say, yeah, the Mando MMO. I'm probably going to say Quake Reboot. And I'm probably going to say oh, the, really? the remasters. Well, it's just like, we can't just say one thing isn't because it, it, by the sounds of it, it sounds like, like 70% of this isn't correct. But like the you know? Quake thing is just, I don't know. Like, I feel like we were kind of talking about this not that long ago that we think we could see a reboot for Quake. I mean, it makes sense. It really makes sense. But by the way that this person is speaking, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's possible as well that the Elder Scrolls isn't as far along as like this information would suggest. And like this stuff isn't a lot. That could be the thing which is very wrong. Like maybe, you know, there's just a lot of focus on like Starfield um, post um, post launch content and everything. Um, And also like at the bottom there, you know, Elder Scrolls and Fallout remasters via In Exile, you know, they're doing their In Exile, like are massive. We know they're doing their own big game. Um, Mm. I can't see them like, I would love it to be real. That's the thing you look at it and you're like, yeah, it'd be wicked if that was real. I'd be, I'd never play Morrowind. I'd love like a full Morrowind remake or an Oblivion or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, well, if, if I'm, yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to pick something that I don't think is right, it's probably that, you know, mm. spy team we've heard about a few times now. We don't know what that is. So it's hard to like verify. Oh, that's right. Or wrong. So, you know, whatever. So yeah. Uh, yeah the okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would probably agree with those those three you handpicked there, um, and and yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah and it is sad because now I'm like you get excited just to like you know disengage again like the like the idea of when you read Mando MMO as Animax Online you're like what drugs are you taking like you know yeah but then you think about it a bit more and you're like maybe it's not like MMO you know maybe it's like like destiny maybe it's like mmo light you know like console kind of MMO yeah, yeah and you think oh what if it's like what if it's like create your own like bounty hunter you know create your own like bounty hunter of the star wars universe you know and you go out and you go and get sick. like go out and get loot and you're not playing as jedis for once and you do like missions where like jedis are the bosses at the end or sith you know and you go and explore this like wider yeah. universe where it's actually not actually that much to do with the force and jedis but just like the rest of it starts to think oh actually just like like Ooh. deadly creatures and shit. Yeah, Almost that's like right. Taking some like some like Witcher vibes as well and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you start to think, cool. oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, this 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 could be quite tasty. So then you, you start thinking about that and you're like, oh, but maybe this is actually just a load of horseshit and should stop dreaming. Yeah. But yeah, so I think a lot of these things here are like that, you know. Um, but it got us all talking. <laughs> it got us all talking yeah. for a couple of days. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, we will see how this kind of pans out. Um, but how this kind of ties back into um, the Starfield stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's not much here <laughs> to go over. But fine. like I said, the guy who was chatting away on Reset Era, the guy who got nuked and has like vanished off the face of the earth, he is just like like openly talking about what he had seen and what he'd been testing. Um, and he had said that he essentially confirmed that manual flight is in Starfield. That was like the big takeaway. He said that the engine, you know, they're using the creation engine 2.0 is really difficult to work with. Um, He said that 
there is manual flight in the game, yeah, which was like the biggest takeaway. He said the, the he doesn't feel that the flight feels very good at the moment, but that he's never been a fan of any Bethesda game studio games. He says like like never really liked Skyrim or Fallout, so it's like you know hard to know because there's always been like a bit of <clears throat> jankiness, I think, with BGS games. He said the shooting feels yeah. all right, um, and I think in, in actual fact, I think I've got a summary of it from from our own Twitter account, which you should probably go and follow. Um, if you want wicked yeah. scoops like this, um, It'd be pretty fun to hear that follow button. That would be fun. That would be so fun. <laughs> Just think of it like a, a hit marker. It makes like a hit, hit mark like as you hit it. Yeah, like you um, could do the intervention sound in your head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they also said that they they feel that the game and lighting is looking good. Like it's looking very good. Uh, not Horizon Forbidden West level, but it's looking good. To be expected. We've said that on the show before. I don't think this game is going to hit um, Horizon Forbidden West level. Sim- whether that's due to the scope or simply because Bethesda Game Studios just don't have the same focus or expertise on yeah. resolution. I don't know what it is, but they've never been lookers, um, to be honest. I hope that Starfield is a step in that direction, but I'm not expecting yeah. it to like suddenly, like, miraculously hit, hit those sort of levels like Forbidden West is like yeah. an insane looking game, hyper detailed. I don't think Bethesda and think graphics. I think it's like yeah. storytelling and, and world building and, stuff and like systems. That. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I guess with all of this information, Timothy, um, like I said, biggest takeaway here, I, I feel, but obviously there is other stuff there. Shooting feels all right, flying feels terrible. Uh, that is that manual flight is in the game. Um, which for a lot of people is like a big confirmation because, you know, we have a lot of big sci-fi space operas that don't have flight. You know, you just, you, you are, your ship is a static kind of base of operations and then you just like load to different planets. Like Outer uh, Worlds. Yeah. Outer Worlds and there's Mass Effect and there's Jedi Fallen Order. You know, like all of these games have similar sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm interested here, like, what you think? Like, is this good for you? Does this bode well, or is this bad? Like, because this is more like now No Man's Sky kind of yeah. direction. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool considering I don't, I don't know. I kind of have seen Starfield as like this sort of like hybrid RPG, like space exploration kind of game. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool to just sort of have confirmed manual flight in there because I think that would have taken i mean i kind of just assumed it almost in my head um because i think if it didn't have it i think that would take away from this image i've conjured in my brain (laughs) of what the game could be so i'm yeah i'm i'm kind of happy it's there and hopefully it doesn't feel shit like you said (laughs) yeah hopefully that it feels good yeah and i I made a a tweet about this as well um which got a, a fair bit of attention um about kind of i think why people were worried that it wouldn't be in the game for the, for the reasons i just said that a lot of big space games actually don't tend to do that i know starfield has seen i say this like it's definitive and we know fuck all but like it's the angle seems to be that it's more of like an exploration like the, the exploration is like an angle that they want to take same with all bethesda game studios games but bgs studios haven't done vehicles before so that's like another like trepidation mm. bgs that's games true. tend to be very big without the use of vehicles so one that has space and a ship would make this fucking huge and this user as well as well did say that 
the game currently has like an overabundant like so much content in it and they're currently looking to trim the fat a little bit um so i'm expecting this to be like another elden ring like game keeps going (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i could see that definitely hopefully the quality supports that quantity um and you know it's really weird that i'm i'm really glad to hear that they said that the shooting feels all right like I'm glad they didn't yeah. say they felt bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit odd because they they haven't really, they've never really nailed shooting uh, Bethesda. I mean, it's been okay. Like, sure, like Wolfenstein's pretty good, but like, uh, yeah, that, different, different like team a... though. Oh, that's yeah, that's um, Machine Games. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's just published. Right. But like Fallout Four, Fallout Four, I think was a was okay. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It It wasn't good. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't bad. It it felt when when I first booted the game up, I was like, "Oh, this feels better than I thought it would," but it didn't feel that bad. Um, So if it's a step up from that, I'll be happy. I'm not expecting like you know Halo Apex levels of like crispiness. That's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that I'm happy with that. Like you said, hopefully the flying doesn't feel like shit. But um, I I feel like like that's that's it's just such a big challenge, isn't it? Like. Like Outer Worlds is one of the few games where like flight actually felt kind of good. It felt kind of wonky, but in a good way. Like I had a lot of control. I don't know; it's hard to describe. Um, but mm. we'll have to see. Um, because that person is now dead. It seems so. <laughs> rest, God rest their soul. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you provided some entertaining links. So <laughs> yeah, he went out Thanks, with a bang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, then that is I'm sure he did go out with a bang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a silenced bang. Maybe a pillow over the face as well. <laughs> pet, pet. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's come to the very bottom of the notes, actually, and stick on Xbox, and then we can leave this um, the PlayStation Plus story for the very end. Um, so this just happened like in the last few days, um, and I just recently put these notes up. But supposedly, I said supposedly, I saw the the post myself on the Gaming Leaks and Rumours subreddit. A boy popped up and said, yeah, Forza Horizon, nope, Forza Motorsport 8, so the next Forza Motorsport, isn't next-gen exclusive. Here are some screenshots of it running on Xbox One. Here's my proof. Um, And there were screenshots. They looked like xbox one screenshots but you can't really tell because you know it's like they always take the photos with like their grandma's like handbag you know like doesn't (laughs) like there's nothing like you can't see anything um so i couldn't see anything on the pictures that like verified that it was running on xbox one but supposedly the mods vetted this person and said yes they are in a position where they could have got this information even though the screenshots didn't demonstrate that okay so that's fine so let's believe for a second that these screenshots are running on xbox one this throws things this makes things a bit confusing because on the xbox website right now if you go right now you will see that forza motorsport 8 is listed as series x and s and pc only Mm -hmm. in the trailer back in 2020 or last year i can't remember when it was first announced it doesn't say like series x and s only it doesn't say that um but on the website, it currently does. So the, the the question I am begging to you is, does this, if this is the case, and like our Xbox now suddenly backpedaling because of the, the shortage in stock, et cetera, et cetera, and thinking, oh, maybe we can downscale some of these games quite quickly to actually get them to come to current gen as well. 
Um, hmm. Because to me, like, there's a very small, very small little alarm bell going off in my head that's like, if the next time we see a Vowed and they say that's coming to current gen, I'm going to be sad. Or like Starfield, like, I, I doubt Starfield they're going to do that because it's been in development as a next gen title for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been screamed at the clouds that it's next gen only. Right. Like, literally on stage. Philly, like Spence and Todd Howard have been yeah. like, it's next gen only. <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly. just like, it's a bit different than like a sneaky little trailer. Like, right. Yeah. So, so there um, is just that thought of like Avowed, you know, Redfall. Um, mm. Are some of these get like, is there a chance that they could be rolling these back? And I, I'm like, I'm feeling reasonably confident that the answer will be no. But it, if this is real and this does happen and we see it again and they're like, oh, it's cross gen. I'm going to be raising an eyebrow. Um, yeah, same. Obviously, like, this is the thing, though. Like, obviously, like, why... Like, if they make the game for this next-gen hardware and they're like, yes, this is the scope we want and we're going to build it, build it, build it, and then they're, you know, the back end of it and Phil steps in and he's like, okay, this is, looks amazing. But, like, could you could you try? <laughs> like, just, just, like, give it a little push, a little peek. And, it, and like, it runs. You know, they downscale the res, they downscale the frames, you know, tear a couple of assets down um, in quality. And it, and it works. Then, like, why wouldn't they, I suppose? You know, I guess... I mean, as long as they don't gut the experience for, right. for the consoles, for the generation it should be built on. Yeah. I guess I don't have that much against it, but like, there's also just this part of me that's just like, just make the transition. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. But then, yeah, it's the whole, it's the whole like chip shortage thing that's really screwing it up and and and, and making it tough to make this tra- uh this transition in the yeah. next gen only. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, it it would yeah it would, it would annoy me a little bit, but that like you said like why wouldn't they right and if it's not hampering the experience for players that did manage to get these consoles then eh. yeah yeah that's how i feel it's like yeah but I, you know I, I guess one of my bigger worries is that we get like a cyberpunk sort of situation where they're like they really try to force a downgrade and as a result the game runs like really poorly and the game what would otherwise have been a well-received like very popular game yeah. is now getting a lot of negative pr because well look there are like 40 million people with xbox ones and it barely runs and it's like oh well yeah, exactly. i'm not experiencing drag, that yeah it's gonna drag the, the the name through the mud a bit and then that might even hamper overall scores and exactly like, reviews and stuff like that uh, i don't know why it would but yeah i kind of kind of i kind of see what you mean yeah yeah so so that's the kind of like and i like i appreciate by the way if you're like sitting there like grinding your teeth that we just went through like a hypothetical like i get it like this is like nothing to worry about right now i'm just saying like if we assume that this if this is correct then it's in contradiction to the last information we received from xbox that forza motorsport 8 yeah is an next gen only and if we're to follow that line of thinking then it's a possibility but you know maybe that isn't the case like i said the game wasn't actually announced as with a particular platform um, on the stage, so maybe this would be a one-off. Maybe none of this is real, and they're just testing it on Xbox One, and it never actually comes to the console anyway. Like, you know, I'm sure that's yeah. pretty normal for devs to test it on different platforms to see how it runs. But you know, yeah, yeah. Fun in June, I guess. Um, oh, 
final thing today, Tim. We did it. We really did it. And it's about yeah. PS Plus. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, did you, Okay. Did, did we, we spoke about this, didn't we? We spoke about demos. We spoke about demos, didn't we? Being in the highest tier of the new PS Plus subscription. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a few more details about that. And that's controversy. That's controversy. What isn't? That's... <laughs> 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 that, uh, I kind of want to make that our intro, actually, you know. That That's controversy. <laughs> what is it? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Like, if I if I said I really like apples, someone would, like, challenge me on that. <laughs> someone would be like, yeah. no. Hey, I like Have you pears. had pears? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love water. No, actually. Might as well have orange juice. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Anyway. Um, so... Right, so this is what happened. <laughs> um, they so Sony came out and gave a few more details about their highest tier of PS Plus, which I think is is called PS Plus Premium. Yes, that's right. And they said devs must offer timed game trials for two so two hours long if your game is going to cost at retail thirty four dollars or more. Uh. And they have three months to offer that time trial, like presumably after launch or maybe before launch. Don't know what that means. Um, and that change isn't retroactive. So, the, you know, games that are already out before this launches, they'll be fine. Initially, there was a lot of pushback because people are like, okay, so you're going to force devs to make you a timed demo to list it on your store. Seems a bit, <laughs> seems a bit anti-dev. Yeah. And then um they and these details are still a bit vague and unclear i I should note but then it it seemed to be the case um and this is not coming from official sources i don't believe so again please pinch of salt um that the playstation store teams are going to be the ones who will be creating the two hour timed trials for the developers um so if that's okay. the case, that raises another question because then it's like, okay, but is there is like, is there going to be no revenue share with the with the devs or the publishers? So you know, like people could it, people could be subscribed to premium, try the game for two hours, and then be like, nah. Then the dev sees none of that, and yeah. like people feel like that could be problematic because they're still playing their game and the dev is seeing nothing as a result. Um, yeah. So that's the first angle. The second angle is that there was a big split in the community. I say a split, like it was like a small portion of people who decided to go to Twitter and like try to pretend that this was like an incredibly good deal. Um, one particular YouTuber who I will not name because they're being dogpiled enough as it is, um, said like they're offering two-hour trials on every game. This is ridiculously like pro-consumer. Truly insane value it's not it's a demo isn't it it's a demo yeah it's no it's not it's not you're paying for a trial like yeah that's it's absolutely (laughs) anti-consumer if i've ever like i just okay great clearly paid off (laughs) um so 
fine. That's the angle. And if you want to hear us speak about this more in depth in previous episodes, you know, you can. We, we, we said that, like, overall, we're like, it's a good offering, but, like, it feels a bit weird to be trying to lock demos behind a tier of subscription. The highest Sorry. tier of subscription rather than, like, just having it. Anyway, whatever. So, so yeah. yeah, those are the two angles. Um, I mean, how are you feeling about this idea of either devs being forced to make two-hour trials or Sony themselves cutting two-hour trials out of games and then devs potentially losing money for that? Um, Sony cutting two-hour trials out of games. What do you mean by that? Is well, it, it just like, mean, were you just talking about gonna... when you said the store team creates the two-hour trial? Okay, yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think both are pretty bad scenarios, right? Because one is potentially wasting dev resource to create some shitty, some, some two-hour trial or, you know, an accurate slice uh two-hour trial of their game to try and sell it um for this upgraded tier of subscription um and they could just be working on the game right right um yeah i guess at that point the game's probably finished sure whatever but um and then yeah obviously i don't it just feels weird uh, if it's in PlayStation's hands and PlayStation Store teams to create the trials because it's like they're not the developers and it's just like they haven't made this game and created it and it's just like how how do you know they're going to create a, an accurate 2 hour representation to sell your product like yeah. like what like their 2 hour slice might be very different to how a developer would be like oh this yeah. is the 2 hour slice we'd like the consumers to have like is it the opening 2 hours or something a bit further yeah, in yeah exactly they might pick something that's just like or just do do the 2 hour trial for stuff that the dev wouldn't necessarily do and that's because they don't have the same bond the same relationship as the devs who have made the game from the ground up right that's right um and then yeah like you said the whole them potentially not seeing any of the the, the profits that come from it as well if the mm-hmm. consumer doesn't end up buying that i, I mean I, i'm not really seeing any positive here for, for dev or consumer really yeah and I, I you know look i'm not trying to make a mountain out of a mole here mole hill here um but i i think overall it just speaks to like the like how naff <laughs> like like just like the unnecessary complications that are coming from putting a paywall in front of a demo you know like that's all this is like just don't like just like if they had just said i know if they had just said like and we're also like here's our ps plus subscriptions and everyone was like you know whatever like it's 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 cool i guess it's fine just like how they already were and then they're like oh by the way we're working with all our publishers to make sure that you have two hour demos or like one hour demos because maybe the no people aren't paying for it um with all of these games you know as many games as we can possibly do and the devs are going to do like because then we wouldn't have this controversy but if the devs if 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 sony were just like yep we've spun up a team to help make demos and trials for like as many games as we can that would be like a really good pr boost alongside their ps plus but because they're like gatekeeping it behind a paywall it's just creates so many complications like this that just could have been avoided you know yeah that that definitely is the the core of all the issues a hundred percent 
Um, and it's just unnecessary. It just seems greedy, doesn't it? And it just, and it also just seems like a tack on. It just seems like something they just threw in for, for like the, the yeah, exactly. like the highest tier subscriptions just to sweeten <laughs> yeah. the deal. And it's just yeah. like, just remove it or just you know just don't just don't do it it just seems like a like an extra thing thing they threw in because they thought it might justify this this final tier yeah um and yeah it just i just don't, i just don't see why it needs to be like even if this was at the lowest tier of ps plus it would mitigate some of these difficulties it would still be like a bit but you know it would mitigate some of them um and i know some people yeah. out there are going to be like oh well what about what about EA Play and their trials? <laughs> Controversy. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say that's not the same because it's not being mandated by Xbox, is it? Like, yeah, yeah, just doing that themselves. They're just saying, oh, you can have a demo if you yeah. want. And they happen to be part of Games Pass, so you can do that if you want. Here, it's different because it's being mandated by Sony, whether they're doing it or someone else is doing it. And there wouldn't have to be any mandation if it wasn't, just tossed into the PS Plus, like you said, just because they were like, oh, this is looking a bit weak, actually. Demos! We're getting demos. Uh, yeah. It's a bit yeah, of meh, I can, really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I just feel like it's just it's just crap for everyone, consumer, devs, and, yeah. and Sony, right? It's giving them oh. bad PR, too. I, I feel like it's just lose, lose, lose. It is, uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those tricky things because it, it just depends what perspective you're coming at it from. Because like overall, if you're subscribing to this tier anyway, like having trials is good. Like I like having trials. Like you know that's fine. It's just from like a storefront perspective, from a dev perspective, um, you know, from a monetization perspective, like it's maybe not as good. So you know, whatever. It's just another one of those things that I don't think Sony didn't need this hit NPR. Um, but you know, maybe yeah. they changed. They, they've they've been reasonably reactive. What was that? Sorry, I just dropped my water bottle. Scared me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they, they've been reasonably reactive with stuff like this in the last like year or so, like you know, changing policies and and everything. So maybe they'll do something about this. But that's the show. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. It was like the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. You didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just the bad PR. That's the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just on the lookout for you, you know. I know I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap this up for you. For so, me, it's yeah. I'm in the same time zone as you. <laughs> no, but you're you busy boy. You're busy boy. <laughs> you see Show's over. <laughs> there's this really fun trick if you don't know where if you say something and somebody doesn't say anything back you just get closer to the microphone and you say it again and then it's actually it's actually better that time it's yeah it's somewhat more endearing yeah yeah so for example um thanks for coming everyone see you next week thanks for coming to the show everyone (laughs) we'll see you next week hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.